Yeah, I'll take lobster Diavolo every time. Nothing like it. Boy, that red sauce. <laughs> sure, it ain't the spaghetti fill on account of it looks like rope. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, could why, be. why you use a rope all the time, Phil? A gun or even an ice pick would be quicker, like today. Puggy almost got away. Yeah, maybe Dookie's got something, Phil. Look how that joint put in my hand. That's because you're slipping, Tiny. You didn't used to have to stick your hand in their mouths. Well, I still don't answer Dookie's question. Yeah, Phil. Why a rope all the time? It's simple, like ABC. We all got records, ain't we? And you carry a loaded piece when you got a record, it's another felony, ain't it? Carrying concealed weapons, see? Well, I've been wise to the flat feet since I've been a kid. And nobody can prove in no court that you had a weapon on you when all you're carrying is a piece of rope. In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear A Piece of Rope, starring Cameron Mitchell as Dukey DeFore. Crime Does Not Pay, starring Cameron Mitchell as Dukey DeFore in A Piece of Rope. There is a school of thought among the men whose job it is to fight organized crime that the old method of searching for clues and obtaining convictions on such evidence is not nearly as effective as attacking from within the organization itself by the use of informers. A typical case is that which involved Dukey DeFore and the gang which made its headquarters in a certain city at the corner of Warrenburg and Paoli Avenues. This organization serviced other groups. They accepted commissions to do certain jobs, as they did on the day Jack Paris told them... Like I said, this Puggy Jackson is getting too smart for his own good. Like, for instance, what? You ask too many questions sometimes, Pittsburgh. Why don't you behave nice and quiet, like Dookie here? Oh, Dookie, the kid's got a lot to learn yet. He'll learn working with you. Only don't teach him to ask too many questions. Sorry, Jack, I was only asking on account of if we know what he's pulling, we can find him easier. You'll find him? That's what I'm paying you for. Sure, we'll get him okay. They call him Puggy in account of his nose. Some two-bit punk flattened it for him. Now I want him flattened. Complete. Yeah, we'll take care of him. Sure, we'll take care of him. And nobody, see? The bulls know he's been trying to cut me out. I don't want nothing to point to me. When we get through, there won't even be a grease spot. And it's a deal? Yeah, sure is. Sure is, Mr. Paris. Sure is. Okay, you got the contract. Just be sure you carry it out. Understand? <laughs> Yeah, Dookie. Telephone, back of the store. Okay, I'm coming. Who is it? Wouldn't say. You just asked for Pittsburgh Phil. Know the voice? Sounds a little like Mr. Paris. Uh, 
He's got ants in his pants again. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, if we can't find the jerk, we can't take care of him. <laughs> you know Paris. He thinks he's a big executive. Yeah, I know. Pittsburgh's Phil here. What's wrong with you guys? Do I have to take my business someplace else? Well, take it easy. We'll get him. I've been waiting three weeks. He hijacked me again last night. We can't do nothing until we find him. Then find him. I'll give you three days. What's he want? Blood out of a stone. Yeah, I thought he was sore. That don't get him nothing. You give us three days. We gotta find that puggy. We'll find him. Tiny's making a contact today. Uh, Tiny, that fat overstuffed... When you get as smart as Tiny or as strong, you can talk. Okay, okay, Phil. I didn't mean nothing. Don't bother me now. I gotta think. Go snatch a car or something. We'll need one for this job anyhow. I beg your pardon. Yeah, sure. So when? I I wonder if you could give me some information. You hear that, Dookie? He comes to the corner of Warrenburg and pay only for information. (laughs) Yeah. That is, I was told I could find Tiny Schultz around here. Yeah. Where do you want Tiny? I uh, owe him some money. So Tiny's still Shylock, and what do you know? Well, I'm sure I don't know where Tiny is, but uh, if you let me have what you owe him, I'll see that he gets it. God, I'm very sorry. i got to see him personal. And uh, who shall I say came calling? Tell him uh, Puggy Jackson. Puggy Jackson. Um, now that I come to think of it, uh, I think I know where he might be. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, tell you what, uh, Dookie. Yeah, right here. Take this gentleman around to Tiny's usual resorts, and uh, if you don't find them, bring the gentleman to my place in three quarters of an hour. I'm expecting Tiny there then. <laughs> gotcha. I don't like to put you to so much trouble. Like... Oh, any pal of Tiny's is a pal of mine. It's no trouble at all. In fact, pal, it'll be a pleasure to know you better. <laughs> Josie, the rest of us girls... Well, I think you ought to know how lucky we think you are. Lucky? Me? Uh-huh, your own house, a fur coat, and... <laughs> Phil's about the sharpest husband we ever saw. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Ellen. He's like most husbands, I guess. Always dropping things that you got to pick up after him. But I will admit, Phil's anything but stingy. Uh, what business is Phil in, darling? Contracting, dear. You mean, like, road building? <laughs> oh, goodness, No. Oh, I'm sure that's one business Phil never wants to get mixed up with. Well, what then, darling? To be perfectly frank, Josie, the girls were wondering and I said I'd ask you. Seeing as how I know you best, that is. Uh, well, I don't know if I can describe it exactly, but he takes orders and does things for people. Kind of a service company. Uh-huh. Uh, but what kind of a company? Look, why don't you ask him yourself, honey? That's his key in the door. Oh, Hiya, uh, girls. <laughs> Hiya, darling. You know, Tiny, Josie, uh-huh. Ellen, this is Tiny, Tiny Schultz. Hiya, Josie. Hello, Ellen. Of all people are called Tiny, for goodness sake. <laughs> sure. Anybody over 250, they call Tiny. The skinny guys, they call fat, so. <laughs> yeah, you're really over 250, Tiny. 300 if it's a pound. <laughs> Nothing small about this character. Uh, look, Josie, some of the boys are coming over in a few minutes. Okay, Mr. Man. What is it tonight? Poker or talk? Talk, uh, mostly. Well, don't make a mess. How can talk make a mess? Oh, you don't know Phil's gang in their gab fest. Get your hat, dear. I didn't wear any. We'll go to a movie, Phil. Yes, good idea. Here's a fin. Treat the girl, Oh, thanks, dear. Hmm. Come on, Ellen. Well, I... Goodbye, all. Uh, goodbye. So long. Hey, remember what I said, dear. No mess now. <laughs> what a dame. Dang. Well, let's get going, Tiny. Duke, you'll be here with the jug in ten minutes. The usual? Yeah, straight chair next to the door, big chair facing it. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. way. 
When the door opens, he'll see only you, and I can get him from behind. How's this? Okay, uh, sit down and read that newspaper. <laughs> How am I doing? Swell. What are you using? Here it is, Tiny, the usual. Four feet of brand new wash line. Now all we gotta do is wait. This a place? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is it, Mr. Jackson. Not bad. Very nice, in fact. It's kind of quiet. Oh, they'll be there. Phil said so. You sort of like this fella, don't you? Yeah, he's the best. The best. Uh, let me ring the bell for you. Come on in. Doors open. We're coming. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Jackson. After you. Oh, thanks, kid. Tiny. Come in, Puggy. Been waiting for you. Hey, come on. Give me a hand. Get on him, Tiny. I'm trying. Stronger than I thought this chicken. Don't lend a hand. Don't make me feel. Don't make me scared. Don't. Couch. Get him on the couch. Yeah. All right. Twist it. Twist the rope. I'm trying. Stop his mouth. Stop it. He's making too much noise. He's got a mouthful of fist. Twist it, Phil. Sit on him. Hold him down. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Well, this character was strong. Hey, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Look what the dog did to my hand. I felt like you'd get my jaw from a bite like that. You got any more curacrone, Phil? I had dines better. No, no, it stinks too much. Well, go look in the medicine chest. Josie's got all kinds of junk in there. I hate iodine. Hope she's got my curacrone. Ain't got my wind back yet. Maybe I'm slipping. Nah, you ain't slipping, Phil. You're done fine. Dookie, get some of that newspaper quick. You're going to read the paper? Give me it, will you? Hey, Ed McGurico. What are you doing, laying them out in state? You heard Josie when she left. No mess on the rug, she said. It's all I need now, trouble with my wife. You, you ain't going to leave him here like this, are you, Phil? You got the car? No, I didn't have no time. I was taking him around the back. You can use mine. Mine for the night, anyway. Okay, roll him up. The rest of the rope is under the couch. Yeah. All right, here's the keys, Dookie. Go out and start the engine. Thanks. I'll have the car ready by the time you come out. Okay, usual way, Tiny. Knees up, head down. Put him in a ball. He'll blame better that way. Okay, how's that, Phil? Good. Stay at the wheel. Come on, Tiny. Gasoline? Yeah, right here. Boy, it's quiet out here. And Dookie and me, we was riding around, we spotted these empty lots. You got them? By the rope, like a satchel. <laughs> Funny how a guy who weighs so little could be so strong. Yeah, this good enough. Now the gas. Okay, got a match? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here it goes. Come on, let's get out of here. All set, Phil? Yeah, get going. Hey. 
Hey, don't he make a pretty body fire? <laughs> In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with A Piece of Rope. We continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Cameron Mitchell as Juki DeFore in A Piece of Rope. The vacant lot where Pittsburgh Phil and Tiny left the flaming body of Puggy Jackson was covered with weeds and sumac and littered with tin cans. Half a block away was a row of small houses. From one of those houses came a boy of 16 or so to watch the crackling bonfire. From the back door of another house came Emma Adams, in her hand a pan of water for her dog. Emma saw the flames and the boy standing there. Angrily, pan of water and all, she descended on the boy. What's going on here? What are you up to, young fella? It's not me. It's not me. There, in the fire. Officer, a dead man in the fire. In the fire. Stop that yelling now, lady. You're safe, I tell you. Young fella, get to a phone quick now. Call the precinct. Tell him Officer Martin told you. Give him the address. Run now, run. There ought to be a radio car close by. Wainer, stick with the medical examiner. Let me know when he's through. Check, Lieutenant. Now then, Martin. Like I said, Lieutenant, I heard the de- uh, lady screaming just as I finished talking to the desk sergeant from the car box at the black uh-huh. so I beat it over here and you know the rest, sir. I wish I did. This is the lady, Martin. Yes, sir. Mrs. Adams, this is Lieutenant McKenzie, 51st Precinct. Oh, yes, sir. You live around here, Mrs. Adams? Yes, sir. That, that house, just the edge of the lot. And as I understand it, you saw the flames and came over here. Yes, I... I was so angry. I, I saw that boy standing here. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he started it, and it's so dangerous in dry weather. I, I had some water for Skippy. That's my dog. I, I threw it on the fire. Oh. And that's all you know? Yes, sir. Uh, you here see any automobiles just before you saw the fire? No, sir. I couldn't have. I, I was in the kitchen with the water running and all. Uh-huh. You, son, you see a car of any kind? Uh, I, I think I heard a car. I'd see it. Do you know who he is? No, not yet, son. But we will. Yes, Wiener. The M.E. says he was killed and brought here. Strangled. Rope is deep in his neck. Fire didn't reach it. Oh, can I... That is... May I... Yes, Miss Adams, you can go. We'll call you if we need oh, you. Oh, thank you, Lieutenant. Thank you. Any chance to identify Wiener? Plenty. 
His face is okay, and they had his hands inside his legs, so we ought to get fingerprints. Well, what do you know? A break. All right, tell the boys in the meat wagon they can have him, and we'll see him at the morgue in half an hour. Outside, Lieutenant. I showed her the ring we got from him, and she came quick enough. What's her name? Jean. Jean Jackson. Her brother is Puggy. It's Puggy. Fingerprints checked downtown. We better have complete identification anyhow. The DA likes it that way. Bring her in. Check, Lieutenant. All right, Miss Jackson, this way. Yes, Mr. Lee. This is Lieutenant McKenzie. Sorry to bring you down here this late at night, Miss Jackson, but if this is your brother... It's his ring. Father gave it to him. Had it made... I begged him, I begged him, but he wouldn't listen. They never do until it's too late. This way, please. Do I have to see him? Someone from the family must make an identification if uh, if you'd prefer your father. My father's dead. Mother just couldn't. I hope she never needs to know. If you'll do what's necessary, I think that'll be enough. What's necessary? Identify, then swear to it on the witness stand when we get the gang that did it. Fourth and the left, Wiener. Check. But, but if I go on the stand, the newspapers... Maybe you won't have to do it. If you do, maybe we can get the papers to forget your share. This is it, Miss Jackson. I, I can't. I, I can't. Lift the sheet, Wiener. Check. You'll have to look, Miss Jackson. You'll have to. Yes. Yes, it's buggy. Huggy. All right, Wiener, close it up. Then give me a hand with the girl. Why do they always faint? Does it do any good? So what have we got, Wiener? What have we got? We got a body, period. We haven't got that anymore, literally speaking. It was released for burial yesterday. Then we got a funeral to go to. Watch. What for? I know who'll be there. And you know more than I do. The mother, the sister, a few relations, Pittsburgh Phil Stone, Tiny Schultz, Dukey DeFour. How do you figure that? Their handwriting is all over the job. The method, the attempt to dispose of the body, the rope especially. Those boys know you can't prove a rope is in violation of the concealed weapons law. They never carry guns. Smart. Very. But... If we start the idea that they did it... But why? Puggy never worked in that district. They were hired, as usual. Go on. They have a weak sister in their outfit. Huh. Weak or not, I'd hate to turn my back on any one of them in an alley. Except Stooky. The kid? Right. I've got an idea, Wiener. Dookie doesn't know us. He's never seen either of us. Come along, Wiener. We're going for a little ride. Out to the corner of Warrenburg and Paoli Streets. Okay, Wiener, pull over and park. Leave the engine running. Check, Lieutenant. Watch yourself, Lieutenant. Don't worry, I'm a big boy now. Don't move, Dookie. 
Be letting you back, Dookie. You're through, kid. You're through. Oh, I didn't do nothing. Honest, I didn't. Don't look behind you. You do, and you'll never see anything again. Oh, now, please, Shut honest, up. I... Do like I tell you. See that black car across the street? Yeah. Okay. Start walking nice and easy, just as if you were going for a ride. <laughs> How are we doing? On schedule, sir. Don't rush. We don't want no trouble with cops. What? No trouble? You heard me, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Look. What? Why don't you say something? I never, I never seen you before. Huggy Jackson never saw you either. Who's Huggy Jackson? Look, look, where are we going? Where are you guys taking me? What do you care? You're not coming back. Look, I didn't do nothing. All I did was take orders. You can't blame me if something went wrong. We got a job to do, that's all. You understand that, Dookie. Yeah, sure. Sure. Look, I got some dough. I got it stashed. You can have it if you let me go. All of it. Nobody will ever know. I'll disappear. Change my name. You can tell your boss you took care of me. I never did nothing, I tell you. Nothing. Just, I was the driver is all, but I never touched anybody, not even Puggy. You hear that, Joe? He says he never touched Puggy. He says. But I didn't. So, so you are some of Puggy's boys, but I never touched him. I just drive the car after, just after I drove the car. Look, look, I'll give you the door, like I said, if you let me live, see? I, I want to live, you see? And I'll do more. I'll finger the others for you. I'll show you. Pittsburgh Phil and Tiny Phil. They did it. I watched them. They did it. They did it, I tell you. I never laid a hand on them. Honest. Honest. You gotta believe me. You say something, will you? Don't just sit there like a statue or something with a gun in your pocket. Say something. I'll play ball. I'll play ball, yeah. I'll finger them for you. I know. I know lots. More than anybody thinks. Say something. Please, you gotta let me go. You gotta let me go. You gotta. You gotta. Should I tell him, Joe? Yeah, tell him. Put him out of his position. Okay, might as well. No, 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 don't shoot. Let that gun alone. Don't take it out, please. No gun, Dookie. Just my hand in my pocket. Cops never carry guns in their pockets. They might catch it in the lining. You. You. Cops. Yes. Want to see our badges, Dookie? Cops. I spilled my guts to cops. You want to live, don't you, Dookie? What do you mean? You want to fry, Dookie? Fry? Fry? No. No, no, I'll talk. Well, I'll talk plenty. I want to live. Tell me I can live if I sing. Please, please tell me. On the radio, Wiener. Tell him to pick up Pittsburgh Phil and Tiny Schultz and turn back. We'll take this punk in with us. Jack, Lieutenant. Here we go, Dookie. After you sing, home to Mama. No, you can't do that. I'll talk. Oh, I'll talk, but you got to give me protection. I can't go home. I wouldn't live a day, not if I talk. One way or the other, I'm done. you got to protect me. I'll tell. Everything I know, I'll tell you. But you gotta help me. You gotta give me protection. I want to live. You gotta help me. If I help you, you gotta help me. You gotta. You gotta. Cameron Mitchell, who was starred as Dukey DeFore in A Piece of Rope. 
We'll be back with you in just a moment. Here in person is Cameron Mitchell. Well, I think it's obvious to everyone that Dukey DeFore became a criminal not so much of his own free will as because of the conditions into which he was born and the friends he made who came into existence in the same poverty-stricken slum areas where Dukey himself first saw the light of day. It follows, then, at least to my way of thinking, that a certain responsibility rests upon all of us more fortunate citizens. Our own complacence... Even the shameful little thrills we get when we read of murders and other sadistic crimes in our daily papers tend to encourage rather than uproot the organized crime which has such a tight grip on so many phases of our national life. And in the last analysis, it falls on us, even more than on our police, to prove to one and all that crime does not pay. Thank you, Cameron Mitchell. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Mark B. Lowe, with music composed and conducted by John Gart. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. <laughs>